Savannah's going to bring us a special.
This time, Jerry's going to bring us a special. Mr. Red, when Jeff, when she was on my nerves, there's not like steel like hers, or I can tell you that right now. And for those of you up here on the front, just to know the back of the church is full, I can tell you. I can tell you it's full. Uh, we talked in Sunday school this morning just about, we just run prayer requests, and man, I, sometimes I get the feeling bad for myself, and talk about uh, Scotty got burned, and Alan had somebody die suddenly, and a cancer diagnosis there, and, and my problems, they kind of go away, you know, so... Uh, we need to get get closer to the Lord. Brother Michael told about those kids that God's bigger than all this, so uh, he can handle it. He can handle all these problems. So y'all pray for me as I'm saying just a closer walk with thee. Close to thee, 
morning. I want to speak this morning on a, continuing the subject, words to live by. Continuing this one, one word, grace. Now there's no other word that's in our Bible that we put an adjective before called amazing. That has that, you know, of course the most famous hymn in all the world is amazing grace. And uh, so that's what I want to speak on uh, this morning, and uh, we'll get to that in just a second. Let's read this together. Uh, stand up with me, Genesis 6, 8, if you have your Bible or on the screen. Matter of fact, this is a verse you could memorize. This morning you say, again, I'm big on memorizing Scripture, and uh, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Let's read it one more time. But Noah found grace... In the eyes of the Lord. Father, may we find grace here this morning. We need to do like all of these fantastic songs have exclaimed. To walk with you. To come as we are. To realize what a powerful and great God you are. That you are alive and well. May we live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Grace, amazing grace. We had uh, uh, grace is favor, and we'll talk about that in just a second. And uh, someone said that uh, that uh, you know grace is is finding uh, favor in the eyes of God. And um, someone wanted me to wish a happy birthday to Miss Christine Riley today. And uh, who did that? She said. And uh, I, you, for for the right amount of money, I'll tell you after church. And uh, just kidding. And uh, but anyway, favor. You live. You you know you find favor to live along. That's grace. You know. But this is of course spiritual grace that we're talking about. Last uh, night uh, we had the finish. The conference is over. If you ever go, it's you get through and plenty of time it's over like at three something in the afternoon so you've got all evening it says take your you know and i'm still even after a quarter of a century still dating my wife and and i want to continue to date her and i and i we went out to a movie we wanted to see this new left behind movie and it had been i think it's in our library and it's about kind of the same thing that this text is about it's about the end of the world it's about when the world comes to an end. The world's already ended once. It started all over with just eight people. That's how many were on the ark and uh, Noah. And that's the context. When, when it says Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord, it means that he found favor. He found, a, he found something that he didn't deserve. He was the only one living for the Lord, and, and it, it's just, it jumped out, but, and then there's a, this conjunction, but Noah found grace. And he found it, and we're gonna see this throughout the Old Testament. And looking at, uh, the Old Testament, the word grace 
has this idea. It has the idea of, of finding uh, good things in front of people. It says, if I found grace in thy sight, if I found grace in front of you. And so just looking at the Old Testament, it had in the Word, I thought it was pretty interesting that the Word is Noah spelled backwards. The Hebrew word for grace is Noah spelled backwards. It's kind of neat. The word is kin in the uh, Old Testament. And just looking at this this morning, we find out it means uh, favor, acceptance. It means uh, to give you something that, uh, that you're longing for, that, you're ho- that you can't get on your own. It's kind of like standing before a king. King, I need a favor. When you're asking somebody for a favor, it's something that you can't get on your own. Or else, you, what would you need the king for? And so that's grace in the Old Testament. And then grace in the New Testament is, uh, the way you say it is charis. And it's uh, a beautiful word. It has the idea of not only favor, but also kindness, extending goodwill towards somebody is what that word means there. And so we're going to look at some ideas of grace, what the grace means, and just hit on these real quick. And I call it, again, talking about grace in his sight. Head to Genesis 39 and verse 4, where Joseph was had the opportunity to be... In charge, if you will, of the kingdom. And Joseph found, this is Genesis 39, 4. And Joseph found grace in his sight. That means before him, he found favor. He found goodwill. And uh, and then just compare this to Exodus 33, just Got a lot of ground to cover and, and talk about some of these things. Genesis, excuse me, Exodus 33 and verse 13, the Word of God says this. Now therefore I pray thee, if I have, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way that I may know thee. And then it says it again, that I may find grace in thy sight and consider that this nation is thy people. When and we'll get to salvation and getting saved in just a second, but to find it says Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And it says in other places like here, to find grace in somebody's sight, it means in the literal Hebrew is very interesting, not talking about the word for grace, but talking about in thy sight. And what it means is it conveys the idea in front of. If you're in somebody's sight, it's kind of like being in uh, my line of sight. If you're, you know, I remember when Dad was, when I was very young, teaching me gun safety. And he said, always think about where that bullet's going to go. If, if it goes over, what is behind, or if it goes even through, what is, what is in the line of sight? And thinking about, you got to think about what's over there. And even today in, in uh, hunting education courses uh, that our young people take, I went through it with uh, uh, our, our kids that had to go through it, and Sean did an excellent job of teaching that. And then I fell in that birthday category where I didn't have to have it, except I wanted to go, uh, Mamaw said, 
Michael, I want to do you and Dad a favor. I want to. This is this is when you know you got a great, awesome, great as an awesome grandma. She said, "I want to send you on a mule deer hunt to Colorado." I said, "Thank you, Mama." And uh, well, I didn't fall in Colorado's law. I didn't fall in the age bracket. I had to go to a hunter education course, and uh, for that to get that hunt and to get to buy those mule deer tags, and so I had to go through all that. And again, and we went, would you shoot, would you not shoot? And they would have this orange hid back yonder behind where this little question was being asked. And so, you know, and of course, uh, I blurt, yeah, there's the deer. It's a fake deer, you know. And, uh, no, you failed, Michael. There's, a, you see that orange back there? Uh, yeah, I see it now. I was just looking at it. He said, yeah, you got to look past that deer. And see what's on back there in the line of sight. You got to think about what's in front of you. Here is saying we're we're coming before God. We're in His line of sight, and He sees us as sinful people. He sees us. And you can say you can be a person that uh, you know you are a good person. You are nice to everybody. You are kind to everybody. But He sees your heart. And he sees your thought life. He sees even, and he sees that sin. That's why we find grace in his sight. It's, it's something we don't deserve. It's something we can't earn. It's something we can't get on our own. And that we're longing for and we're asking for it in his favor. And so, and we're going to get to more of that, how we find, of course, salvation favor before him. Uh, real quickly, and this is what I call an opportunity of grace. Grace again. Now, some people have said an acrostic for a definition of grace, and we can try to define it more saying, you know, G-R-A-C-E, God's riches at Christ's expense. Somebody has said, and that's a good one. And some people have said the simple definition of grace is unmerited favor, which means unearned favor, okay? Now, this is pretty awesome. Go to Ezra. And uh, take a look at this. The people were coming back from being in captivity. And uh, this is a very interesting verse right here at the end of this book. In Ezra chapter 9 and verse 8. The Word of God says this, And now for a little space, grace hath been shown from the Lord. Now, what this is, is what I call an opportunity of grace. In other words, God gives you a window of time. other words, God gives you an opportunity. Y'all are going to have an opportunity at some point in time to do something for God. You're going to have an opportunity to invite somebody to church. Or even bigger than that, an opportunity to witness and tell somebody about how you met Jesus Christ. There was, uh, I, pr- I appreciate everybody that prayed for our re- revival highway. Brother Denby said hi. He told me to tell all of you hi. We've had him the last two revivals. And while I was preaching on Sunday morning a week ago, this Sunday morning, and sitting right back here about in where our front of our sound booth is, was a 12th grade young girl who had just been through some tough times in her life. I found out all this afterwards uh, from my good friend Adrian Neal. His son, Logan, is in the 12th grader 
here also. His son is on the robotics team. They have a robotics team with this young lady. And this young lady, her name is Noelle. And she's sitting back there during the service and she's under conviction. She never has been in church very much. And she's just anguishing during the sermon. And during the sermon, during the service... She prayed and asked Jesus Christ to save her. And she's sitting there and her boyfriend, she's praying, she's got, and she's there with her boyfriend, she's praying, she's asking Jesus to save her, and, and then she didn't know what to do, and her boyfriend's seeing her crying and saying, what happened? What, what'd you do? And he said, I just prayed and asked Jesus to save me. And so they went through and we had the invitation. She didn't know anything about coming up during the invitation. And then Sunday night, she talked to Brother Denby before service. We went in the office, we, uh, shouted and prayed together in the office, thanking the Lord that she got saved. And how'd she get saved? And we're going to see it in just a second. She got saved by grace. <laughs> grace and God giving you something. We don't, we can't get on our own. And so we ask God, God, I need favor. In what? In your sight. I'm before you. I can't get to heaven. You can try to climb a ladder. You're not going to get there. You can blast off in a rocket ship. You're not going to get there. You can try to be perfect and good. You're not going to get there grace is something we can't get on our own that's why it's called grace he, he it's a gift gives it to you and so and she prayed and then she guess what she came down the aisle and all of highway church was just they were excited and clapping and shouting and thanking the lord that this young lady got saved and then later on my aunt's Niece, now I don't know how that connects to me, but my aunt's niece got saved. 33 years old, never been saved before, and she got saved, uh, I think it was Tuesday night. And so that was just, a matter of fact, I saw her coming out, and her uh, sister was there, or her cousin was there beside her and saying, go on, talk. she never, again, somebody hadn't been in church, and I saw her mouth these words. And I didn't know what was going on. They were over there near Brother Demi. And I don't know what to say. I don't know what, what I do now. And she was about eight feet from Brother Demi. And she said, talk, go talk to him. <laughs> and uh, she went in there. And I saw him go off, the three of them. And then, I, and then all of a sudden I heard a commotion come back out. She done got saved too. And uh, so again, it's by grace. It's an opportunity. So you have an opportunity to be saved. You have an opportunity to, to encourage one of your relatives or your friends to get saved. And so that's an opportunity. To tell them what? About the, what I call the gospel of grace. Now this is, again, why we call it amazing. Uh, head to the book of Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20 and verse 24. Powerful scripture here. Acts 20 and 24, the word of God says this, but none of these things move me, neither, notice this, this is pretty awesome, this is pretty powerful. I mean, if I had a church full of people, and I got a lot of great people at Promised Land, and I praise the Lord for it, but notice this, this fellow, of course, sold out for the, uh, the Lord, he says, neither count I my life dear unto myself. So that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify what? The gospel of the grace of God. 
the good news of the gospel, the good news of the grace of God. And then just on a little bit further, look at the next scripture there in that same chapter. Look at verse 32. And then he says basically something similar. And now, brethren, I commend you. And really, if you want to look at the previous verse, it says, Therefore, watch and remember that by the space of three years, man, I'm preaching, telling, teaching you. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. So the word of his grace, that's why we call it amazing. It's the good news Gospel means good news of the grace of God. It's free. Well, it wouldn't be as good news. Uh, Karen, uh, of course, if we go to Little Rock, my goodness. Uh, she went into uh, Mardell's. I'm like, uh, oh boy. Uh, hold my breath. She's going into Marshall's, one of her favorite stores. That's a Christian bookstore. And she comes out with two sacks. And, uh, of course, guys, y'all know where I'm headed. And uh, it's, I said, oh, I didn't even ask. I didn't say how much that cost me or anything. And uh, it was on sale. It, that's the words I heard. I didn't even ask a question. She knows me, and I know her, and those words came out. She said, it was on sale, okay? And you get and you can get excited. And yes, and I know it's a, but to me, sales cost me money. <laughs> They're not saving me money because it's on sale. I gotta buy it. No, why do we really need it or something of that nature? I'll ask her that question. Is you to see we and ladies and guys even can justify usually. Boy toys are a lot more expensive than the girls, but you know, and say, well, the girls add up and the guys are just one big ticket items or this or that, and you can justify a sale and you can get excited about a sale. But let me get excited and tell you about a sale. It's called free. <laughs> it's called grace. It, it doesn't cost anything. And it's the salvation. It's the gospel of what? The good news of the grace of what? God. And it's free. Who paid the ticket? Jesus did. Who paid the cost? God did. He gave His only Son. It doesn't have to cost you anything. Before we go any further, I want... Do you know Jesus Christ as your Savior? Can you remember a time when you asked Jesus Christ, into your life, or ever you can say it a bunch of different ways, ask Him to be your Savior. If you can't, I beg of you to check up and say, have I ever been saved? Have I ever asked Jesus to save me? This is great if you are saved. The Bible says His grace is sufficient for you. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9, real quick. Second Corinthians twelve nine. Let me set this up real quick. We'll just spend a couple minutes here and we'll move on. And that is this. Every one of us, some people think, well, 
I don't know why, you know, I've seen people doubt God because of bad things happening in the world. Um, but folks, this world is tainted with sin. It's got sin in it. It affects good and bad. Great people get cancer. Uh, awesome, bad things happen to awesome people. Uh, it, it happens in bad things in this world is is corrupt ever since the fall of man. This world has been in a downward spiral. You know, the, the science teaches uh, evolution. But physics and the natural law, evolution's never been proven. You can have all this circumstantial evidence, but the laws of physics, there's one law of thermodynamics that says the law of entropy, which means all things tend to disorder. And that's, where did that come from? It came because of sin. You walk off and leave anything. Does it get better all by itself? <laughs> no, walk off from a car, walk off from a house, walk off from anything. All things tilt toward to disorder. Even, even our, you know, the pestilences and famines and all the things that are happening. Even today we got all this Ebola scare, all of these things happening. We have all kinds of problems in this world. But God says this in 2 Corinthians 12, 9. My grace is sufficient. You know what sufficient means? I got plenty. You know what sufficient means? I've got enough for you. And He'll give it to you at the exact right amount of time. And then it says, for my strength is made perfect. And that really means complete in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, Paul said this, would I rather glory in mine infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Which means this, real quick, what should be your prayer? It shouldn't be, you know, you could carry that to a, a, an extreme and say, well, if that's the case, I just need to pray for bad stuff so I can have more of God's grace. No, what it means is, is this. If bad things do happen, I thank God that He's there with me and that He sustains me. That means keeps me. He helps me during those tough times. It doesn't mean we should long for tough times, but it means this. Can God get the glory no matter what you're going through in your life? Can He get the glory no matter what you're facing in life? Well, if His grace is sufficient... And then these are all famous things to do with grace. And of course, this is probably the most famous is Ephesians 2.8, which whether you want to look on the screen or just read it, many of you know this by heart. And it says simply this, for by grace are you saved. And then it says this, just talk real quick, and that not of yourselves, it Referring to the grace is the gift of God. It. Now, some people have said, maybe, is it faith? Well, no, it, and an antecedent for that is grace. It, it, it is the gift of God. And grace is, of course, God giving you favor, salvation. It is a free gift. And lastly, the very last point this morning in Second Peter <clears throat> Very last verse of the book. Peter's last words probably before he was crucified upside down. 
According to history, that's not recorded in the Bible. According to history, he died that way. He didn't want to die like Jesus, and he died on they were going to crucify him, and he requested to die upside down because he didn't feel worthy to die in the same manner that his Savior died. Second Peter 3.18 says this, But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And notice this, the same prayer of Peter needs to be our prayer, and it says, let him get the glory. Isn't that what it says? To him get the glory. Folks, I don't know about you. Maybe there's somebody here. Maybe there's a Noel here this morning. Somebody that you've never really been in church very much. Or maybe uh, you've been here all along. Maybe... There's a church member here and you realize that when you went up and talked to the preacher or whatever you did, that maybe you just said some words and you got you thought you got saved and it was all up here. But you never asked the Lord to come here. You, you really didn't. You just you know, you said it here, but you didn't mean it here. It's two different things. Just simply, and, and sometimes I think we make it harder than it is. Just simply believe and trust Him as your Savior. Now, it doesn't mean believe in Him that He exists. It means this, believe Him and trust Him as your Savior. Accept Him. He'll come into your life as we get ready for Him invitation. Father, I thank You for this opportunity here this morning. If there's anybody that needs to be saved this morning. Father, that they would realize this is free. This is, this is free. All I've got to do is pray and ask for it right now. They can be saved right here this morning. October the 12th, we can, lives, lives can be changed. Father, I thank You for everybody that's here. It's so awesome to see people praising You and reading Your Word and wanting to hear from Your Holy Spirit. Father, that You would lead us and guide us in everything we need to do. In Jesus' name, Amen.